0: There is not a one-size-fits-all solution to leadership. Discover your inspiration to lead by hearing from those who are in the trenches each day, leading themselves and leading others. We will learn about their unique leadership style and identify the shared qualities between those who do it tremendously well. Welcome to the Lead with Empower podcast. Ladies and gents, welcome back. To the Lead with Empower podcast. This is a an old flame of mine, an old connection right here. And, and we've been following each other on social over the past uh, probably 10 years. A uh, guy I used to uh, you know, rub elbows with, uh, work together, play sports with students together uh, at the Mill Pond School in Springfield. A, a great friend, a great family man, uh, a guy of many talent, skills, and abilities, and most importantly, a great human being. We are joined today by Mr. Joe Borelli. Joe is the Dean of School Culture at Hamden, the Hamden Charter School of Science up in Western Massachusetts. He also does a ton of stuff outside of his kind of nine to five position. But Joe, excited to have you on the Lead with Empower podcast, man. How the heck are you doing, my friend? You know, any day that I
1: can sit down and talk to you is just like a, a walk in the park, man. The <laughs> sunshine, the music, you know, definitely a flame, definitely a flame.
0: <laughs> no, I love it, man. And, and this, this, this has been something I've been wanting to get on the books for a long time, because one, um, going back to our old days at Mill Pond, uh, always a great relationship, always great conversations in work, out of work, always great times together. And then also to see and hear what you're doing, um, as the, the, the Dean of school culture, which is essentially like a Dean of students type position. Um, and then all of the things that you're doing outside of work, as you mentioned, kind of before we started recording the episode here, like just trying to help people find their best self, like that stuff is inspiring and it's in alignment with what we try to do at empower. So dude, pumped to have you on. Thanks for joining us today.
1: I appreciate having me, man. But so, like I said, re- regardless where we're at, man, I just want to uh, uh, give you a shout out on your part because uh, you guys are doing it on yourself as well, man. I
0: appreciate it, Joe. I appreciate it. First off, before we get into the formal stuff, I- obviously, it's been a challenging 13 months for everybody. How are you? How's your family? Just from a uh, you know, health health standpoint, emotional st- health standpoint, how's everybody doing, Joe?
1: You know, uh, there's going to be challenges for everybody. That's uh, you you'd be uh, definitely lying if you didn't say that. But uh, even myself, you know, I try to be a mindset guy, and I'm not going to say that I was uh, uh, I wasn't a bear at the beginning. But uh, everyone's everyone's good, you know, as everything's slowly opening back up. Um, you know, uh, you know, the kids are definitely hit the hardest. Yep. Um, but uh, it's good to see everybody uh, embracing um, their roles. And I know we've got whole different sides of arguments and I dare not go down that, uh, that rabbit hole. Yeah. But, uh, ultimately it comes down to is, uh, you know, human beings are social in nature and we really should be helping pick each other up.
0: Yep. Agree. Agree. And that it, it, one of our uh, more recent episodes is with a, a school principal here in Connecticut. And he talked about how proud he is of his students who have, found a way to make the sacrifices to make school work in person and take care of each other and making sure that, you know, that building is as safe as possible for them to be social and for them to get their education. And it's been, it's been a battle, especially for kids, because in the early years, we're so focused on the I and the me, it's not necessarily inherent or instinctual to worry about them and, and, and the other people. And um, I think it's going to be, you know, serve to be a, a tremendous learning experience for them you know down mm-hmm. the road when they're up in adulthood um so the family's good talk a little bit about the challenge the pandemic has has you know caused from a professional standpoint obviously you're you know dean you know, dean of school culture you're worried you know obviously you're you're handling behavior challenges and maybe you know help making sure that you know, students are in, 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 a, in a spot to be successful academically. Talk a little bit about some of the challenges that this situation has brought into that specific aspect of your life, Joe.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, as you know, at education, just uh, all the way back to, to Mill Pond, we're, we're hands-on educators, all right? Uh, a lot of the kids that, um, that need my help, whether they say they want it or not, um, <laughs> They need to be in the environment. It needs to be an environment because the environment is what produces um, the results.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Just like if you're a you know, you you smoke cigarettes, they always remove the ashtrays, remove everything. Yeah. So a lot of the kids that we're dealing with are from uh, you know the the low income range, um, and just the struggle of do they have internet? Do they have um, food to eat? Yeah. Are, are they safe in general? I mean, the data says that you know. 85% of the um, 51 A's that are filed, you know, the notices of child endangerment or neglect come from school. Yeah. So not being able to see the kids and then not knowing if they're safe, not knowing if they're logged on, not not, you know, just all these different things. You know, our, our school, for the most part, was down for a day and was up and teaching kids from uh, from a virtual uh, aspect with one day. Yeah. So it was. It only missed one day, but uh, again, frustrating for my side because my work details uh, mostly working hands on in person. Because from 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 uh, the virtual standpoint, it just it's it's impossible to do my job from that standpoint. Other than just giving the support I can for the teachers that are, I'll be honest, the teachers have been hustling.
0: Oh yeah, it's been a bad. Like I've never seen a teachers work harder. Than over the past 13 months,
1: they are they are hustling. They are they are yeah. hustling. You know they got their deal. You know they're trying to do everything from their house or their home or from wherever they're doing it.
0: And you know my
1: hats off to them because you know even from the hybrid standpoint, you know in reality you know, you're, you're teaching two classrooms because you've yeah. got your in person class, you got your virtual class, and they're going on the same time. So that's um that's that's been uh, pretty cool to see. Um, you know that the teachers and the and the students become real resilient. Um, does that mean there's going to be some loopholes or some things that we're gonna have to deal with, you know, for future issues, probably not. But, uh, again, we talked about the resolve and come together as we we're speaking off, off camera, you know, you just kind of, uh, you got to learn to roll with the punches, yeah. uh, but to be able to do it with a group and supportive, like that's just a bond you build up. Just like we talked about, you know, you build sports or you joke around or, you know, you're working in an environment that, you know, it can be dangerous at times.
0: Yep. Yeah agree and, and you bring up a great point like building that rapport and, and and you know that 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 position the dean of students or the dean of school culture is what it's called at your school it, it, it's a challenging position because you're you're typically seeing students when they're maybe not necessarily at their best right They're, they're you know a struggle in a classroom or whatever it might be or a, a, maybe a, a crummy decision that got them into some trouble or whatever it might be talk a little bit on the importance of like your ability to develop connections, relationships with those students and, and, and try to provide maybe a strategy or two that you implement because they're coming into your room and they're probably pissed at something, right? <laughs> right? And, and you have to kind of get them back off of that ledge and talk them down and talk through the whole thing. Talk a little bit about that, da- uh, that dynamic in your position, Joe.
1: Well, I mean, it's with everything else. In, in order to talk to them when they're all you know, pissed off or, or again, on that edge, as we were just, we were just saying, that rapport has already have to be built. I've already got to be working with those, with those students, you know, from day one, when they walk into Yep. school, yeah. um, nothing is ever done without a relationship. You have yeah. to build that trust. They need to know, okay, I might be holding a, a high standard, but they need to know that I'm there for their best interest. So even like very simple, like we even have like a strict dress code. I'm telling you to tuck your shirt in. If I got to pull you aside to tuck your shirt in, I'm not doing it because I'm being a jerk. I'm doing it because listen, we got a strict dress code. We got to follow. Yep, yep. <clears throat> And it's something that I have to do. So again, it's always talking. It's always talking. It's always talk. Even when you feel like, again, I work with kids. If you're a parent, <laughs> you're, you're repeating the same thing over and over and over to your kids. So to, to your blue in the face, you just, and then eventually they get it because it's a concept piece because yep. what's really cool, you know, kids, kids aren't fools. Well, yes, they are. But, they, uh, <laughs> they, they, they know maybe, maybe they lack some wisdom, but they definitely know right from wrong.
0: Oh, and they All can right? sift through crap too. Like they could oh, through goodness. somebody trying to BS yeah. them for sure.
1: Yeah. And then they know when they know when you're lying, they know when you're not lying. And I'll be honest, like, there's some people you grow up with and you know that they, they're smooth and they're not really telling the truth. And I go, I don't have the energy to do that. Yeah. I, I just don't. So I, I want people, um, and this is something that I embraced in when I was younger. Like, I don't want to deny who I am and be called fake on one side. I'd yep. rather someone call me, you know, a nerd or someone call me this or, okay, yeah, whatever. And then again, that comes down to, you know, whatever somebody decides to call you. It's not really any of my business what you decide to call me. Yep. And that's, that's very hard for this generation uh, of kids, especially with social media and even their, their parents and, and adults. Like, it doesn't matter what anybody thinks about you. It really doesn't. Yeah. It, it doesn't. Why, why, you know, why am I going to waste my whole day? Don't get me wrong. I'm not perfect on that either, but why am I going to waste my whole day and what somebody thinks I, I I am when I'm, I'm, I'm not.
0: Especially when that somebody is somebody that you don't, there, there's not a caring relationship for. Right. No. So like if you and I were having a conversation and suddenly you said to me, you know, you're, you're being a real ass. Like that would hit me harder than some stranger whose friend number 7,492 on Facebook. Yeah. So I guess it's realized, like putting that difference, like there's your core, there's your close core. And then there's those people that at the end of the day, because they're a friend on a social platform, they're not a friend in real life per se. (laughs) Yeah.
1: That's just like so many likes and so many friends in the grand scheme of things. You kind of want your circle a little smaller anyways. Yeah. I don't want everybody to know what's going on in my life. Yep. That's, that's, that's nobody's business, you know, especially if, you know, uh, uh, and again, we were talking about how I don't get old anymore, but, uh, (laughs) As the years roll by, I don't need people that I'm dealing with on a professional basis know what I'm doing from a personal standpoint. Yep. There's got, you have to have that border up and only let so many people in. And again, it goes back to building that, that trust relationship. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be friendly with you uh, at, at work, but you know, outside, I really need to know that I can trust you because when I'm opening myself up, that's a vulnerable position. You know, that's, that's true relationship because I don't need you to expose my vulnerabilities because then you use it against me. And then that's not cool either.
0: Exactly. Yeah. People use that for their own gain at times, which is, again, I think what a lot of young like teens and and young adults experience with the social side of things, which is scary. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's real scary. And then, you know, looking at it from, uh,
1: you know, there's a lot of uh, education laws that are out there regarding discipline and whether I agree with them or not, it still falls on my responsibility of dealing with social media on a whole nother level that I have no control over. Yeah. And, uh, you know, e- even if I just say, well, sorry, it happened on social media. If I catch wind of it, it, I could be, you know, potentially held liable. The school could be potentially held liable. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just, it's crazy. I mean, there's like all the little, div, you know, different web flows, uh, how everything is connected. So yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely uh, interesting from the last uh, from the last couple of years of work in education.
0: Yep, and I don't know if you'll agree with this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take a wild guess that you will. I'm so glad I grew up without social media. <laughs> when social media was meeting at the park to play basketball or football or baseball or whatever, it wasn't a thing on the computer.
1: Dano, I, I I'm gonna tell you right now, listen, I know you pretty well. <laughs> And even though I haven't seen you a while I still know you for a pretty, I've just it, it's a good thing. That social media wasn't yeah. It wasn't. Hey,
0: the same for you too. Don't throw stones here in the glass house. Come on now. <laughs>
1: I'm not. I'm not. I'm calling. I'm calling it just like it is, man. This is not the pot or the kettle. This is. I'm glad because, yeah, I mean, you, you, part of that, believe it or not, too, is it's part of learning, part of yep. what to do and what not to do, and again, that comes down to that uh, that constraint of. Keeping people out of your group that won't hold that against you. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's part of that learning process of what to do, what not to do, how do I want to behave, how to not want to behave. Um, and that's part of it. But again, yeah. you turn that magical, uh, you know, 18 or whatever it is, you know, that can hold you from colleges, that can hold you from jobs. Yeah. And, you know, that's, uh, it's, it's basically you're letting people spy on you and getting yourself in trouble. And it's yeah. just kids don't realize that. And it's a conceptual piece. And a, and some of the adults don't realize that it's a conceptual piece. You know, we always talk about you know don't air your dirty laundry on on the internet. We all got skeletons. Yep. We all do. Yeah, we all do. So, um, but yes,
0: yeah. think, think before you post. If you're, listen, if you're oh listening, oh my goodness, just think before you post. Is don't this hit gonna... send. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because once it's out there, it's uh, it it's Yep.
1: Hey, it's 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 private. It's on my Facebook page. Listen, it only takes somebody to copy it and put it out there. Gone. Yeah. And of course, you know, just like with the news, they only take half the story or take whatever pertains to whatever their narrative. And of course, yeah. everybody that has social
0: media has their own little news station. So it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm I'm thankful that I, I I I got to experience that stuff as an adult, not as a sixteen year old trying to figure shit out because Cause they, no they have no clue. No, no clue. I had no clue. It,
1: <laughs> I was still mid twenties trying to figure stuff out. <laughs>
0: <You're> right. <laughs> At 40. <laughs> I wake up some days. I'm like, ah, <laughs> no,
1: ah, yeah, no, <laughs> um, but go ahead. Oh yeah. I was just going to say, you just have that one, uh, that one instance, you're 40. You have, you start asking your question. Like, is it worth it? Yeah. That's yep. it. That's, that's the big difference. Cause you still have those impulses. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't get, yep. should I do? uh Yep, Maybe uh, maybe on Saturday.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, so working with students in in, in your position and obviously given the the year that everybody's had, what do you hope the students that, and you don't have to identify a a specific student, obviously, but like the students that you typically deal with, as we touched on at the beginning of the episode, are the ones that might've had some sort of challenge or trouble. Mm -hmm. What do you hope that that, type of student that population of students will be able to take from this experience with them as they work towards adulthood like what's the silver lining that you hope they glean from the past 13 months of challenge
1: Well, i mean it's definitely twofold i mean whatever goes you know goes down has to come back up yeah has to there's just there's there's no way of it anything that this teaches you that okay there's going to be some low times there's going to be some times you have no control over but you have control over how 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 you perceive those pieces so uh, again knowing that if you can go whatever goes down and comes back up and again everything is cyclical in the world i mean you know after winter is spring i mean yeah. that just that's how it is you know what it goes down goes up and what goes up goes down and that's part of it and, and nothing lasts forever knowing that that's the piece knowing that okay we can get through this and you can get through, you, you can attack any any challenge in your life yeah. Um, you know, when I first started the position, you know, this is my 11th year at the school, uh, as we we're talking before, my father passed away, um, the day before I started working at the school. Oh,
0: my goodness. my I
1: mean, that's, uh, that's part of it. And I still had to show up for work the next day. Cause it was my first day of work. You know, yeah. that's, you know, don't get me wrong. I took time to mourn and everything else. And, you know, everyone's got their own uh, way to do that. But, you know, I still have a family I got to provide for. Yeah and you know it's just like okay maybe we don't have control of uh of you know being held from certain places and again we don't want to go to the rabbit hole of whether you agree or disagree but at the long term piece it's like you can get through that Yep. and if you can get through that you can get through anything
0: yeah the next thing is going to be it might not be easy but the next one's going to be a little bit easier because you have that yeah. bank of hey i did it once i can do it again
1: yeah and that's oh. why it even goes back to like the, the physical training because the physical training is Okay man this workout hurt my lungs or it's hurt my legs or you know just hurt my 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 mindset but okay i got through it yep you know always you know you always see that little uh, uh gift of uh what's the comedian there like but did you die <laughs> <laughs> i can't think of the guy's name the guy's hilarious he's in all those uh, movies that we watched when we were younger yeah <laughs> um but yeah but like did you and it's it's no yeah. Well, okay, if I can do this, then I can do the next thing again. Doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Like you said, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, th- there's a silver liner
0: outside of the, the work you do at the school you're involved. You're a CrossFit trainer. You're a personal trainer, a nutritional coach. You also uh, dabble in a little bit of entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Why, why do you fill your plate?
1: Um, I mean, I, it really kind of goes back to, you know, am I living the best me? You know, I've got my, uh, you know, I've got my, my daughter, you know, um, am I just coming home? And is that it? Mm -hmm. Um, and I want her to, you know, we were brought into this, uh, to this world for something. And I definitely feel that I'm more than just from an educational standpoint, because to me, education goes from womb to tomb. Um, and you know, a lot of what I do is, Uh, outside pursuits is something that I personally uh, believe in. And I I used to love to work out, of course, you know, I just want to look good and, you know, and, and, and whatever, but you find out that you feel better, you look better, you feel better, you feel better, you look better, but there's so many different levels of feeling better. And it's even just now it's a part, again, we talk about that conceptual piece because kids don't care when they're young from a health standpoint. Yeah but the majority of the issues that are happening in this world are because people are not healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, I, I work with them uh, at at the school realm, but outside I I work with, um, you know, making them healthy Uh, majority of what uh, uh, they're unhealthy from is just what they're putting in their mouth every day. Yep. Um, So, you know, I I don't know if you ever heard of the knee principle. I have any. Okay. So, even just from a simple life st- uh, uh, stance approach, because, you know, we talked about, you know, from an entrepreneurial standpoint and a fitness coach, you know, a lot of it is just lifestyle. And so you got this rule of seven. And I'm sorry, I can't remember the, uh, the article that, that I read this from, but it's easy. I'm sure you probably heard 10,000 steps, right? Everyone yep. talks about 10,000 steps. Well, that's part of the NEAT principle. All right. So NEAT stands for non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So I'll speak to your, your movement science from Springfield College Days. So that just basically means it's just <laughs> your movement of what causes uh, your body to burn calories. Yep, what it comes down to. And what they've discovered is that people that are healthier and they're leaner tend to move more. So it's called the rule of seven. You've got seven thousand plus steps a day that that you should be aiming for. All right. Um, there's even uh, a book, Joy of Movement, by Kelly McGonigal, that I actually just finished up reading. If you like, if you like to read, Daniel, I'd say I suggest you read that. Um, but she talks about even just from a mental health standpoint about movement. And, um, the exact steps were let like, just say like, uh, to feel better, not only just for your body to be better, but from a mental health standpoint was to, we'll say hit 6,000 plus steps a day. Yeah. Okay. And the average American hits like 4,700 steps a day. And you wonder why, uh, you know, obesity and prevalence of depression is at an all time high. Yeah. It's because we just don't move as well. And if we don't move, our body gets depressed because we're mm-hmm. supposed to move. And even worldwide, it's an epidemic. So United States of America, we're at 4,700 worldwide. We're about 4,900 average. So we're well below, you know, 12 to 1,400 steps, you know, based on where you you live. And it's called the so-called good life. Um, But uh, again, the 7,000 plus steps a day, seven plus cups of water a day and seven hours of sleep a day. And that's just, just moving, just moving, just to move. Uh, uh, you know, they got all these new apparatuses between, you know, the, the Fitbits and the, and the, and the whoops and Apple, whatever. And, um, but it's really good because it gives you something to, to, to aim for. And then even right now, like I'm drinking my water, yep. but, uh, you know, being hydrated and people, are, you know, everyone talks about from the hustle. Yeah, I hustle, but I still got to get my sleep in. So there's a schedule that comes with it. Um, but, uh, again, those that do the 7,000 plus steps a day the seven plus cups of water a day the seven hours of sleep are also just naturally eat better because their body now starts craving a better fuel type. Yep. So now we're just talking about, we're not talking about, you know, uh, cause again, I do work with people and I, you know, I, I give them, you know, uh, specific diets to follow. Uh, and it's, um, I don't tell them what to eat. I show them how to eat per se. Um, so that's a next level. But then the the, the the activity that goes through it, I mean, at the very least, you know, I'm a CrossFit guy and that's not for everybody. And I'm not going to be sit there and say, oh, boo hoo. But uh, at the very least, you should be doing three plus workouts of strength per week. Same thing with uh, a, a cardio type yep. type piece. Um, same thing with flexibility, because, uh, you know, if you you can lift a thousand know, pounds, but you can't walk up the stairs. That's not good. Or if you can't tie your shoes, the, that's
0: not, yeah. The pillows under his arms walking without yeah. flexibility. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: The person that walks into the gym and does uh, the first workout and also that magic lats. Got it.
0: <laughs> now you brought up something earlier that you were in, you got your, you're into fitness because you always wanted to look good. And I'm going to put you on the spot right here. Yeah. 10 years ago, 15 years ago, Mill Pond Prime, who wore the short shorts better? You or I?
1: oh you always wore
0: them better because they were there
1: <laughs> you had some short shorts you know and again pg-13 but nut hugger supreme baby <laughs> my,
0: my theory was always i'm only five foot and i call myself five foot nine but it's probably five foot eight and some change
1: i'm five thought, foot eight on a good
0: day so yeah, we're right there man I, my theory was always if you wore short shorts and short socks you look taller that was always um, my theory. I don't know if it's I always, true. I don't know if there's any books about it, but.
1: I always like to wear shorts and short socks because I just never like to wear pants. But, um, you know, of course, you mandated to wear those pants. Remember, they used to have the dress code, too. Like, ah, yeah. oh, oh, it's small. <laughs> oh, Now I can't wear shorts. Uh, but uh, I, I was, you know, I'm always an athletic guy. Like, uh, you know, don't get me wrong. Like, we got a dress code at the school. And I'm like, if I really could, I dress like a kid. Put a yep. hoodie on, I'd wear a pair of shorts flip-flops when it's warm and a pair of sneakers whenever it's not yeah i mean yep. uh i like to be comfortable but yeah but uh yeah i digress you definitely were the uh you were definitely the model of the the short shorts
0: all right perfect it's documented now it's official i appreciate it Joe. official hey so i w- i was uh scrolling through your linkedin linkedin page um you know in in my in the episode prep here and i saw the the banner kind of background is a picture of a lion and it says be a lion yeah what's that all about
1: <sighs> um Well, one of the reasons why I really started working with kids and I really found out I had a connection is, um, you know, being about a lion is also about being a leader, but it's also surrounding yourself with those that are leaders. All right. And whoever you surround yourself is basically where you're going to go. So alliance, you know, they have to survive. They have to go and attack what they have to survive, you know. Um, what do they chase after? Gazelle. Gazelle only has to move when a lion chases it. But a lion, in order for the lion to survive, has to go. So I always want to be kind of in an attack mentality. <sighs> um, lack of better terms, maybe you know, alpha mentality, but not really. Like I'm not trying to, you know, push whatever I'm doing or whatever else. But uh, well, you
0: know, you're pushing, it's, yourself, you're pushing yourself to chase it, chase it down, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it just whatever that goal is, it's you have to get up every morning, you need to know in order to survive, you got to attack it, you know, that probably goes back to, you know, answering your question from earlier is, I feel like I got more, more things I got to do, I gotta, I gotta, you know, bring more people to, you know, to be the best version of themselves in order for them to be the best version of themselves. I got to be the best version of myself. If that's the case, you know, I always need an alarm clock, you know, God bless those people that can wake up with alarm clocks, <laughs> yeah, but, <right. laughs> uh, you know, I, I try to get up, you know, and, and okay, I hit the snooze button cause I need that safety piece, but I try to get up, you know, pretty much right away, you know, it's not started. always aggravate, get the, get you the know,
0: day rolling. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because that's the first battle that I have to go after. So knowing, okay, I got, I got to put food on the table. If I got to put food on the table, I got to get up, but I got to get up because I got to set my day up. My day up means I got to make sure, you know, I'm, I, am I drink my vitamins and make sure that i I got my um my lunch and my snacks ready to go for the day. Um my water, I gotta make sure I'm I'm ready to go. I got to make sure I do my daily devotions. You know, I got to talk to the man upstairs. I've got to get my reading in. Um because I know and you know working with you know a certain, certain demographic, it's gonna be tough. I got to yep. bulletproof my mind um as much as I can before I go in there because you know working working with with public working with education you know the the, the, the crap hits the fan real quick sometimes. Yep. Um, I got to be prepared.
0: Love so if
1: it. I come in and uh, you know I, I was drinking the night before and I don't go through the, I'm going to feel like crap. I'm not gonna be able to handle my job the way it needs to be handled.
0: Yep. Yep. No, I love it. I love it. Hey, a great. And a great transition. So, um, you know, obviously you're doing what you're doing now and there's, I'm sure there was, there's tons of experiences you've had along the way that have kind of shaped that path and led you to where you are today. Before we get into that, your your descript joe borelli as a leader is are you asking me to fill that in <laughs> yeah uh i'm not gonna give you the answer joe come on no. joe borelli as
1: a leader or is a leader
0: as a leader is
1: um someone that always strives to do his best to show other people how to do it love it awesome i mean and it's it kind of goes by what i'm saying i mean there's nothing really sexy in that I do. I mean, you know, that's the, uh, you know, the current term to use when people like stuff, but it's so effective that, but that's how it works. You know, it's just like success. Like the only place that you see um, success before work is in a dictionary. Yeah. You know, there's nothing sexy about it, but everyone goes, oh, I like this and I like that. Oh, you look good here. No, you do this. I couldn't do what you could do. You can do what I can do. It just comes from the discipline, but you're also trying to compare me to you. You can't compare me to you. You, you have to start where you're at and build from there.
0: Yep. Yep. And yeah, you're right. I, success is generally ugly. It's bruises. It's sweat. Oh. It's, it's tears. And it's not it's that straight work. line. No, it's zigzagged as it can get. Sometimes you're at the top, boom,
1: right back to the bottom. man. <laughs> and you bounce. You bounce off that bottom shelf.
0: So- Hey, let's let's go back. At, you know, um, we're, you and I are both a ways away from like childhood and teenage years. Um gotta watch yourself. Yeah, listen, I got we got to shoot it straight here, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what what are looking back now as an adult? What are if you had to identify like one or two experiences from your earlier years that have had a significant impact on who you are, what you're about today? What are those two? You know two or three experiences or instances in your life that you would identify?
1: Well, I mean, a, a lot is like some of the emotions that you feel. Um, and, uh, believe it or not, I was very hesitant growing up, even though I, I played sports, I love to play the sports, but I even remember, you know, like certain instances, like, should I go after this or should I go after that? And you have to kind of learn your way out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that probably goes back to, you know, the lion symbol. Like you can't hesitate. You got to, you got to go. Um, but sports in general, like I even look how um, the camaraderie of just playing sports or something similar, just how that brings people together. Uh, Cause you're doing a group and you're an activity, you're in a goal, you have a common goal. And just, again, just like, you know, talk with you, we haven't, you know, we haven't sat down and had a really good conversation in, in, in years, but we're picking up right where we left off. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's, it's something where that sports of that camaraderie of going into battle and, um, you know, that's something that, that you build up and there's so many different teams like, okay, you don't necessarily have a sports team, but you have a common goal that you always have a connection somewhere. Um, <clears throat> and that's one of the best, uh, 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 relationship pieces of building is, um, cause I'm not a small talk guy. Yeah. I, 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 I actually abhor small talk. Like how's the weather? It's look outside. <laughs> <laughs> Google it. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's so tough. You've already looked at your cell phone 14 times. Do it a 15th time and look at the weather. Um, but you know, to look back and you know, go through some of the battles and whether you're you know going through, went through, currently, formerly, or even potentially in the future, like that just sets up of uh, everybody on on the same wavelength. So you know that in itself is, um you know, pretty cool. So, um, yeah, I mean, that, that teamwork piece is just, uh, so much about it. I mean, it's just like when you have a significant other, you have to, you have to be on the same team. You have yeah. to be, even if you don't, I mean,
0: you're not going to get Dano, along all the time. Yeah. I mean, not no, going to no. agree with each other all the time.
1: No, but that's actually very healthy. I mean, even, um, uh, I can't think of the guy's name. Uh, he's a, he's a, psychoanalyst he's a professor up in uh up in canada he's pretty he's pretty proficient on youtube and stuff like that he talks about how relationships are actually better when you don't agree all the time yeah so uh but yeah i mean you have to have the common ground but that's just how about you get rid of what's unnecessary and and you focus and you know you work together to that end goal but
0: yeah uh, yeah absolutely and I, I agree with you too. I, you know, I can't pick necessarily a specific sports moment, but being involved in sport and being involved in like, Hey, the off season together to get ready for, you know, the season coming up and then dealing mm-hmm. with loss, dealing with victory, um, you know, dealing with disagreement, all that stuff. I think it, it, you know, definitely I would, I would agree with you, shape, shape the, you know, who I am today as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what you've been in education for, for a long time. You, you went to West uh, Westfield state, is it university now? It's university now, but I'm All always going right.
1: to call it college.
0: <laughs> West, I don't know what's up with the Springfield area. You know, Western New England is now Western New England University. It used to be Western New England College, and Westfield State did the same thing. But you, you went there in in movement studies. Obviously, you had the passion for sports, passion for movement. Yep. Um, AIC uh, AIC for your masters in. Um, moderate disabilities and special education. So education is was the path. W- like when did you know that was the the ticket for for Joe Borelli? Um, education was the like, path. Was there like a teacher that had an impact on you early on, or was it just something that you, you felt? If was- I told you the silliest reasons
1: why <laughs> I got into, because uh, the plan was to do physical education and. You know, that's probably you know, there's so many different layers of why or reasons why I got into working with kids. One of them was, uh, you know, don't worry about it. You can figure out what you want as you go. And, um, and it wasn't it wasn't good enough it, to, to, to me. It's you figure out as you go. No, you got to find your passion. Mm-hmm. And how do you find your passion? Well, you have to do a ton of things, find out what you like and then work on something that you might be good at. Or you might like and be good at that's where you kind of find your passion um i mean everyone wants to grow up to be you know the sports star but not everybody has you know all the the makings to do that the discipline or the you know the fraction of percent of just the natural ability on top
0: i was gonna say the physical gifts that you have or you don't like yeah
1: so um you know i'm never gonna tell anybody not to chase after that dream because that'd be silly um but uh you know, to find direction in your life as a kid. And oftentimes kids rebel because they have no direction, mm-hmm. you know? So if, if, if you can go ahead and, you know, push to that, uh, to that direction, uh, and kind of find what you want, and that kind of leads to the next stuff. So, so again, I got into physical education because I was thinking as a kid, not as an adult, Oh, wouldn't it be great to wear sweatpants year round? <laughs> not that I want to work with kids and show them how to play sports and get them healthy. And, um, eventually that came up though. Um, but, uh, how did I know that I truly education was the realm? It's when, uh, I had a college professor who was my, I guess, well, not my college. Well, yeah, actually my college professor, and I'm not going to name names. Um, and, uh, my cooperating teacher, I'm not going to name names that either. They pretty much told me that I was in the wrong profession. You know, we go back to, um, people telling you what they think of you. Yeah. And in their opinion it has nothing to do with me. Yeah. So I started working, uh, I got my bachelor's degree. Cause again, I had a really bad taste in my mouth from, uh, how, how college finished up the Westwood state. And, um, I said, well, I'm going to go see if it's true or not what they said and come yeah. to find out I had a great two years working at the boys and girls club. Um, and I was like, well, I can do this. I parlayed that. And so that's how I ended up at Mill Pond. And wow, I can do that too. And they all said, I couldn't be an educator. Yeah. Not only can I work with kids in a federal education standpoint, um, you know, from a, a, a recreational uh, standpoint from like the boys and girls club, but I can also work out in the school realm. Not only can I work in the school realm, I was getting praises galore from, from, you know, my bosses and, and their bosses,
0: and, and um, at the Mill Pond School in particular, we're working with a population of students that are coming to that school because they, they couldn't thrive in a traditional public school setting, not because of anything that they did, but a lot of times it was because of, you know, born addicted to something, uh, abused as a young child, and they have all of these experiences that had a negative impact on them that affected what they could and couldn't do in a traditional yeah. setting so it was put. but i guess the the moral this like the millpond school wasn't the easiest school environment to to do well in
1: <laughs> yeah no we were on our hands and knees with those
0: kids daily yep daily
1: yep. and a lot of it was just because they lost absolute control and they needed help getting getting the control back yeah um you know we talked about that population And one of the reasons why where I work with the general public now and still is because I try to do my best to make sure the kids don't go down that route. You know, there's so many kids that have been, that I worked with that are not even longer here. We've got, uh, um, I'm not going to name names either, but we had a kid that one of the, when the heroin epidemic really started up probably about 10 years ago, and it was more, you know, becoming very profound. Um, he was actually one of my toughest students. Um, he finally bought into what we're saying, turned into my best student. Uh, and I can't remember, it was a year after, two years after he graduated, he, he went to sleep after doing whatever and never woke up again. Um, I've had three or four, probably in the last five to six years, um, former students that have uh, been executed, executed gang style. Yeah you know, two in the leg, one in the back of the head, you know, kind of graphic, but it's a reality. Um, another kid got his face shot off and thrown out of a car and a drug deal gone bad. Another another guy was um, caught with his friend with a sawed-off shotgun and uh, bullet uh, piercing uh, bullets. Yep. Um, Our armor piercing bullets. Uh, another kid said I was never going to go uh, back to jail, went to jail. Another kid beating up. Uh, him and a group of kids beating up a mentally challenged man. I mean, just all these, these kids I dealt with, like I even at one point was dealing with, you know, Springfield's most wanted. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're making most, you know, Springfield's most wanted on the FBI list and you're coming to my school. (laughs) I mean, that's just, I mean, that's the the kids we were dealing with and to work with them now. And people are like, why are you so hard on me? Why are you so hard on me? And I, I share a little of these stories Like, guys, I don't want you going down this route. Like you have so much more to do in this world. Like God put you on this planet, not to you know. And, and the freedom of choice is the hardest part with with anybody. But you were you were put on here for some reason. Okay, maybe you had a tough go of it. Dude, you can change that around. It doesn't have to be your end story.
0: Yeah, and it's it, it's again something you've mentioned in the beginning of the episode, and and it something that was uh, brought up in one of our uh, the most recent episodes is that idea of like you know, as an educator, you have a responsibility for helping the students discover the greatness in them that they have yet to discover.
1: Yeah. And it's
0: a lot, a lot of times not an easy process um, because it requires work and it requires maybe, you know, making the decision that, hey, my buddies are going to do this. It's not a good decision. Do I have the, the courage or the stones to say no to them and pick right? Mm -hmm. and and it's not easy it's not instinctual for a young adult a teenager and it's um but it's it's the job of the educator as a a mentor as somebody who's a support system and it's um like you said you use all that all those stories you've been a part of to help them kind of put the pieces together to say you know what maybe i should make a different decision in this moment yeah i mean i i've had i i've seen
1: you know gang members like figure it out yeah graduate with honors dean list all this other stuff you know going to a four-year college of their choice um you know going to military because maybe they decided they they actually need some more discipline in their they life need that and,
0: structure yeah no. yeah
1: and you know it's, believe it or not even i look back like i i wish the draft was still around i mean yeah. um as a younger kid and kind of topsy-turvy you know and not really having a goal in mind especially my early 20s um uh, cause I got into, you know, I went back to school a little later, but, uh, to just have some discipline just to, to, to get to that next level. I mean, everything works out for the way it is, but, uh, yeah, to have some, uh, earlier discipline and, and, and maybe earn thing, you know, learn things a little earlier than I did. Um, and we all got our own way. So I'm, I'm never, uh, ever going to be disgruntled or anything else. I mean, that's how, you know, found, you know, mill and for you. I mean, I mean, just, uh, you know, working with those kids, but, you know, ultimately I look back, like if I changed my path, I wouldn't have a wife and daughter.
0: Yeah. Yep. It's amazing how, you know, thing, in the, the, the cliche things happen for a reason. And they, Same they thing. I, reason. Fo- I found Mill Pond by accident. I left a teaching job in Boston because I realized it was, uh, expensive and Boston's not, expensive. not <laughs> a prudent decision out of college when you didn't have any money. Yep. And I uh, was out of a job kind of painting on the side. And my mother found an ad in the newspaper. It was like, you need to call these people and see if they're still hiring. Yeah. It was, it was a great step towards kind of what I'm able to do, what, you know, what I'm, what I'm fortunate enough to do today. Something I'm passionate about. It was the, 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 the first real stepping stone in my life. Well, I mean, you think
1: about like uh, all your jobs and everything else. Like I remember being 20 and I said, I can't wait to turn 21. I want to be a bartender. Yeah, You know? Lo and behold, bartender is how I met Tony Fazio, who told me about an assistant teacher job at Mill And
0: by the way, one of the freaking best people you could ever cross paths with.
1: Best, best dude. Best like top
0: dude. top three.
1: <laughs> Be- best dude. I mean, this. I mean, Unbelievable. Just, and everybody loves him. I don't, yep. I don't, I don't know one person that knows anything bad about this guy, but yep. he's the one, um, that, uh, I mentioned, I'm like, Hey, you know, I'm looking for, you know, whatever, um, and he goes, I think there's an assistant teacher job. And that's yep. how he connected with me T. Yep. T, another great
0: guy. Another, another freaking awesome human being, man.
1: <laughs> another great guy. The guy would give you a shirt off his back. But yep. uh, um, within like two weeks, I was working at Pond. I yep. went from, you know, uh, whatever happened, you know, at the Boys and Girls Club. And then this happened over here. And within two weeks, it was, okay, I'm an assistant teacher now. Yep. And then before Quit. I knew – Go ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just saying before I knew it, I went from an assistant teacher. Um, so that was like late spring because yep. I was hired like after April vacation.
0: Yeah. Like the last <laughs> couple months of the school year.
1: And then I, you know, hustled some, you know, summertime jobs to, I became a teacher That's something, you know, that, 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 uh, that September. And it yep. went from me supposed to be filling up like uh, the middle school English teacher role and me teaching English. That's funny. But it went to teaching the hardest program they had was the uh, ESP, Emergency Student Placement Program, yep. which is a self-contained program. And, you know, I was rolling with, uh, you know, Francis Morales and uh, Jason Fay. Yep,
0: yep yeah. Yep. I mean,
1: that's just like, I mean, it's just like, it's, you look back, like, all because I decided to um, get my undergrad at Westfield State. I knew Chris O'Brien. O'Brien's corner is the bartend bar that I bartended at, that I met Tony at. Um, and it just, yeah, you just talk about it. It, Nothing's clear until you look back.
0: Yep. Agree. And, and it's a Testament to you, like, and this is, I think a a leadership challenge that a lot of people don't necessarily realize is a leadership challenge, but like every single day, every interaction we have, every experience we have the pleasure of experience is an opportunity. Mm -hmm. And one, to be aware of it is a skill, but then two, to have the courage to say, you know what? I don't know if I want to work at a behavioral school, but it's an opportunity. Let's, let's, let's try it out. Let's, let's, yeah. ha- let's, let's, let's put ourselves out there and see if we have what it takes to not survive, but thrive in that setting. And you obviously did that and are continuing to do that now, which is again, um, you know, one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on this because, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, a great story. It's a great set of experiences that put you where you're at today. Going back to Tony Fazio. <laughs> Quickly, I, w- I went to visit him one night when he was working at the bar in Sturbridge, right? It was TJ, yep. Admiral TJ O'Brien's. Admiral TJ O'Brien's, yes, no longer around. <laughs> nope, no, un- no longer around, unfortunately. No longer it, was, it was a cool place, man. It but, was a uh, cool place, man. A group of us went to go hang out with Foz that night. He was bartending, and the place was mobbed. And yep. this guy knew everybody. As soon as somebody walked by the glass window at the front of the, the bar, oh, hey, Joe, hey, you know, Sue, hey, so, I'm like, this guy is a machine, how the heck does yeah. he do that, but it, I think it gets to that point of relationships, and like you it's said, everybody loves Tony Fazio for a reason, down-to-earth, genuine human being that connects with everybody. <laughs> but he, he
1: he generally cares about everybody, yep. Yep. and that was his socialization time, was bartending, yep. he okay, may, he could make a couple extra bucks, too, but. Um, you know, I don't think he bartends anymore either, but you know, he's extremely talented, you know, he plays, uh, he plays he music plays all the time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Him and his wife, the whole family, again, sneaky. his kids
0: are, t- his kids too, are all instrument. Like it's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, he's a lot like you, you know, bald is beautiful. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thanks, <Joe>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he carries again, it a little bit better than me. I doubt I'm going to give Foz the nod there,
1: <laughs> but he's, he's a legend. That guy's a legend. <laughs>
0: uh, without a doubt. Hey, um, we're, we're, we're on the home stretch here. Um, again, another element of leadership I think that's not often looked at and not often thought about is the idea of legacy. What part of Joe Borelli do you hope to impart on the students that you work with, maybe the adults that you work with, and some of your out of school ventures? What part of you do you hope to kind of pass along? to the people that you have the opportunity to interact with on a daily basis?
1: Well, you know, since we're in, in, uh, on the topic of leadership, you know, I, I don't want to be the guy that says, just go do it. Did something opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to be the guy that just says, do it just to say, do it. I want to be the guy that says, do it because, but yep. I'm also going to do it with you yep. or I've done it before you, but if I can do it, you, you know, you can do it. And maybe, you know, your story or your target is different than mine. Even if you have a different target, it's the same mentality to, to, to accomplish it. Um, and you know, you have to go through your experiences, you have to go through your ups and downs because the journey is where the magic happens. Um, you know, everything else in life, the, you know, it even talks about in the Bible, you know, there's, there's no test without a or there's no testimony without a test. Um, you, you need that. It's part of who you are. And then part of who you are is also giving back. I mean, it's just like, you know, the acorn, the acorn has a miniature oak tree in it, mm-hmm. but the oak tree grows and eventually it grows. What does it do? It gives acorns out. It's more acorns. <laughs> it, out. Yep. It's, and that's about giving back. Yeah. So it's about giving back. Your goal in life is to figure out who you are and then get there and then show others how to do it.
0: Um, We're here with one of my all time favorite people, Joe Borelli. Dean of school culture at Ham, the Hamden Charter School of Science, CrossFit instructor, personal trainer, nutrition coach, entrepreneur, just an absolute life beast is what we're going to call you. A life beast, dude. You're crushing it and you're, I'm glad you are doing well and your family's doing well. And again, appreciate you coming on here today. We have a little segment to wrap up the episode. We're going to finish the drill here and this is going to be a big challenge for both of us because we're both talkers, I think. I, would just, I, would say I don't know a what a you're talking about. Fair Daniel. assessment. <laughs> uh, <laughs> rapid question, rapid response. Sentence or less? Oh, boy.
1: I'll all try right. my best.
0: Childhood role model and why?
1: My father. Um, he did everything he, he needed to do to make sure he took care of all those that he needed to take care of. And the reason why is because he generally cared about them.
0: Yeah. Awesome. What drives well, you today?
1: <laughs> um, that's a good question. Uh, what drives me to today? It's just, I've got, you know, very similar interests to, to what my old man, um, did. I've got, I got people that I got to take care of. I got to show the next generation how it's done. um, I have to be that guy for my daughter that I'm um, her father. Um, she needs to know, you know, and this goes for generations ago. She needs to this way more than Senate. sentence. Sorry, Daniel.
0: <laughs> Every, everybody breaks the rules on this one. This is your freebie.
1: <laughs> so it's uh, my daughter needs to know how important she is. All right. She needs to know what her high standards are. You know, there's, there's so many different high standards, you know, eventually there's going to be a significant other or several others. She needs to know to ha- how to weed. She needs yep. to weed out. Yep. She needs to have high expectations for herself. Uh, she needs to focus on her education. She needs to get her things, her priorities straight, you know, and her being, uh, you know, seventh grade or almost eighth grade, that's blow my mind, almost a teenager. <laughs>
0: um,
1: she needs to have that, um, yeah. Maybe she, maybe not an appreciate right now, because again, she's going into that, that teenage piece, but she needs to know what a true man looks like. Yep. So you're talking about what do I need to do? I need to show, and this goes for everybody. So all interactions. So maybe this is what, you know, um, lights my fires. I need to show everybody that this is what it's supposed to look like.
0: Yep. Love it. Love it. Uh, one, a little bit lighter here. If you had to pick a song or a movie or a television show, that best encapsulates who you are what would that be and don't say eye of the tiger <laughs> i can't that's not <laughs> i mean here's the thing
1: i mean i'm such a mix of everything i can't identify one or the other love it i mean yeah i mean as, as i get older i think my, my you know the your identities change as you, as you get older just because you know conceptualize something but i truly am based on my experiences you know yep. the, the exact the exact quote you know kind of eludes me right now but the sum of your experiences i mean that's who i am so i mean yeah I, I don't really have anything special other than say that i mean i don't i don't have a particular favorite song and i don't particularly have a favorite movie I mean uh, we sit down with my daughter we watch you know when we were younger we we watched Streck 40,000 times and then <laughs> and now we're watching marvel 40,000 times.
0: Yeah, it's like, all right.
1: Yeah, so uh, I guess you know it's it's where my headspace is at now and, and that's what I focus on but you know if you're truly if you truly like something, I, I think you have to kind of focus on that and create that as an obsession.
0: Love it. Uh, you mentioned Marvel and this isn't on the script right here. Uh, I, I got into my wife was a huge fan and I yep. never was. And then she was like, you got to watch this movie. And now I'm like, Oh, I love, I love, I love yeah. the, like, the yep. Avengers and all that. What if you had to pick one of the Avengers that you would pinpoint as your favorite, who and why? Oh, you gotta do, you gotta do Thor
1: because <laughs> you gotta do Thor. I mean, he's the guy that, you know, I'm not smart. Like Tony Stark. That's, that's just, that's not me. Um, but Thor's a guy that he leads. He knows how to lead. He does stuff. And then every once in a while, you look at him and go, what a fool.
0: He's human. He's 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 human. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Even though he's a god, he's
1: human. He just does some silly stuff. And he's like, (laughs) that's like the introduction. He's like, oh, I didn't plan that right. Or uh, that took long. You know, whatever. Just like the little silly things that happen. I mean, but, uh, you know, yeah, I'd probably say Thor.
0: And if memory serves me correct, you used to have quite the flow I did. That, I would call I it Thor-esque.
1: <laughs> I, was, I was Thor before Thor was around. Yes. <laughs> Mic drop.
0: <laughs> That's it. Done. <laughs> um, last one, Joe. Um, something about the youths and the adults that you work with in your ventures. What, what about those people inspires you? Especially, let's focus on the youths. Right. Because really, at the end of that, when we're old and not moving around as well, they're the ones that are going to be in the, the positions to 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 make change and to contribute. What, yep. what inspires you about your students uh, that lets you know, hey, we're, we're going to be in good hands down the road?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's one of those ones. It's uh, and a lot of stuff is and you worked in education. Sometimes you don't get it right away. Sometimes you don't even get it when they graduate. Yeah, it's when they come back to you three or four years down the line and sometimes it's early than that because again everybody's a little different but they come back and they say I finally understand why you said what you said
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's when I know that we're in good hands um, a lot of it is they don't realize that the power that they have and this this, this goes across all uh, all genres you know kids adults you know it doesn't matter um, once they realize that they're stronger than they thought then then it's then it's game on they're
0: freaking on then it's game it, yep. it's,
1: it's game on, it's yep. game on because then you, you know, you are made in the likeness of the maker. I mean, that's ultimately comes down to and you. Yep. You can do what you need to do.
0: Love it. Love it. Hey, Joe, I, I appreciate you, man. And, and, and this, uh, our next conversation can't be as long of a delay as, as it took uh, to get this one on the books, but uh, <sighs> yeah, I love what you're doing. I love your attitude. I love the way you attack things. And, and, and most importantly, I love that, the, the, the impact that you're having on the people that, you cross paths with on a daily basis, keep, keep it up. Um, you might not ever see the result of it, but know that it's there confidently, man. Cause you're, you're crushing it and you're mm. again just a, a great person, great human being, great family, man. And uh, I couldn't thank you enough for, co- for coming on and sharing your, your insight with us today, man. It's a, it's a great episode.
1: I appreciate it, Dana. You're doing some great things there too, man. So keep plugging, man.
0: Thank you very much. And, and uh, ladies and gents, again, that is, great friend, Mr. Joe Borelli. He leads with Empower. And, you know, if you take something from our conversation today, uh, I'm going to combine two thoughts right here, but be the lion and attack the journey because as Joe said, that's where the magic is going to happen. I hope you have a great rest of the week. Be safe, be courageous, be kind, and get after it. We'll check you out on the next one. Great leadership may look and sound different. However, there are common threads that connect all tremendous leaders they are passionate about those that they lead they do that which brings out their best and the best in those around them and they never take the easy way out because the exceptional will never come from easy